We're back with another episode of the John Williams Show. And in this episode, I will be talking about how to fix your lower back pain. Lower back pain is a pretty uh, complex yet simple issue all at the same time. Uh, it's really complex if you don't know uh, exactly, if you don't understand biomechanics well enough. It's really simple if you understand biomechanics and have seen these issues pop up over and over again. Because what you'll notice is there's a few patterns with lower back pain uh, that usually coincide with each other. And when it comes to lower back pain, it might be something you're experiencing. There are usually two types, and these two types of lower back pain are the two types we'll be discussing today. And those are sacral iliac joint pain and QL or quadratus lumborum dysfunction. Those sound really complicated, but they're really not. And we're going to discuss exactly what those mean. These two types of lower back pain, SI joint pain and QL dysfunction, are the two most common types of low back pain that I see. I see it all the time. Actually, the reason I'm creating this episode is because I've actually had a few clients come into the gym recently that have been experiencing low back pain. I figured, well, this is probably a good time to talk about it because I've been solving these problems a lot, so why don't I help solve them for whoever's listening here today? Like I said, uh, these two types are the most common forms I see, and these are the ones that have been popping up in the gym quite often recently, is the sacroiliac joint pain and QL dysfunction. Pretty much, I just ask people uh, to point where their lower back pain is. They point to one or two places, and I'm like, okay, I know what this is, and I sort of know what the next steps are to fix it. So let me describe what each of these two types of pain feel like. And if you're listening to this, then you can hopefully determine which of these two you might have. Now, lower back pain, just before I get into it, can also be something more severe. Uh, so if you are having nerve pain going down, I wouldn't say down your leg because that could be piriformis syndrome, which is pretty easy to fix. But if you're having lower back pain that feels very nervy, that feels like numbness and tingling at your lower back and below, uh, you should probably go see your doctor because it's not going to be quite as simple as these two things that I'm talking about today. Although if you do have some numbness going down your one of your legs and not your lower back, uh, it could be something simple, which is piriformis syndrome, which is something I'll speak about in a later episode. But now that that's covered, uh, let's get into talking about and describing what sacroiliac joint and QL dysfunction are. So QL, or I, let me start with the sacroiliac joint. Sacral iliac joint pain is pretty simple. It's actually something I dealt with for a very long time personally. When I was 18, I was uh, doing some speed training at a sports performance facility I was working at. And I all of a sudden noticed a little pop in my low back. And I tried to bend over and I couldn't. It was incredibly painful to bend over. We were doing deadlifts that day and I tried to go to a deadlift and it was just, it was impossible. So for the next four years, I dealt with this pretty debilitating lower back pain. It would come and go. If I played a lot of sports, it would come back. Um, and I just really didn't know what was going on. It would really limit me in my ability to do strength training, especially like lower body stuff. Cause every time I'd bend over, if I was doing a back squat, I would have this incredible pain in my lower back. And what it was and nobody was able to tell me this. I, I would tell people all the time. I went to physical therapy numerous times and just nobody could fix it for me. Nobody could really pinpoint it and nobody could pinpoint the cause because they weren't looking in the right place. Uh, what it was was sacroiliac joint dysfunction 
and it appeared as sacred iliac joint pain. And what it was caused by was imbalance in my mobility and also probably some weakness in my lower body, but those are things we'll talk about in a moment. But if you are wondering which type of lower back pain you have, sacral iliac joint pain is going to appear as a pain at your pelvis. So if you're, if you're pointing to where the pain is for you and you put your hands on like the crest of your hips and then feel the middle and then feel either like slightly to the left or slightly to the right of where your spine would be down in your pelvis area and you have pain either on the left or the right side, it's going to be one of the two sides, you have pain there, you're probably dealing with sacroiliac joint pain, not QL dysfunction. And what the sacroiliac joint is, it's where your sacrum meets your pelvis. So it's where your sacrum meets your ilium, sacroiliac joint. And where these two joints meet at this SI joint, uh, where these two bones rather meet at this SI joint, is a, it's like a, this joint is not supposed to move. You also have these joints in your skull called sutures. They're not supposed to move either. Think of the sacroiliac joint like a suture where it's really not supposed to have any motion at all. And when it does have motion, even a little bit, even millimeters of movement, uh, it's incredibly painful. What that means is you could have very little dysfunction, very little issue and experience a lot of pain because this joint's not supposed to move at all. And if it moves even a little bit, it's going to send a very sharp signal saying, hey, we need to stop this from happening because something is very wrong. This joint's not supposed to move. That's a good thing because that means even though the pain is pretty high, that means it might, there might not be a lot of damage or any damage at all. Usually when I have people with SI joint pain uh, come to me, I doubt there's any actual damage caused. It's just painful because that joint's moving when it shouldn't be. So if you're, let me describe it again. If you are feeling your lower back and you're feeling the bones in that low back, that pelvis area on the back of your body, and either you're feeling the pain on slightly the left of your pelvis or the right of your pelvis, you're probably dealing with SI joint pain, not QL dysfunction. The second most common type of low back pain, like I said, is QL dysfunction. And what this means is you have this muscle at your lower back called your quadratus lumborum. And what your quadratus lumborum is, is it's a muscle that connects from your 12th ribs, your lowest rib, to the top of your ilium. So the same place where that SI joint is pretty much, um, at least the same bony part of your pelvis. That's where this QL is also attaching, so at the top of your ilium. So if you feel the crest of your hip, like with your hand on your hip, uh, that's your ilium. Your ischium is the bottom part of your hip. And towards the back of it, at the top, that's where that QL is attaching. So it's kind of like this muscle that goes straight down from the 12th rib on the back of your body uh, to the top of your uh, ilium. And what the QL does is it helps hike your hip. So if you're standing, and you can give this a try, and you take your rib or you take your hip rather and try to squeeze it up and you try to like pick your hip up, uh, that little hip hike is what one of the things that your QL does. And if you are having lower back pain and we're trying to decide if it's QL dysfunction or SI joint pain, what you can do to determine if it's QL dysfunction is pretty simple. Like when you bend around or you move around and you're feeling that soreness, just push your hand at your lower back between the bottom of your rib cage 
in your pelvis. So it should feel like meaty and fleshy. It should feel like mus- muscle in there, not bone. If the pain is coming from that area, again, between the top of your hip and your 12th rib, so your lower rib cage in the place of your body where it just feels like a lot of meat and uh, muscle, if that's where the, uh, the pain's coming from, you're probably dealing with QL dysfunction, not SI joint pain. Sometimes these things can go together. However, I usually don't see that. I usually see one or the other. SI joint pain is usually very pinpoint where QL dysfunction is usually more broad because it's over the entire muscle, that QL muscle. Um, I would like to move on now to what is the root cause of these because that's really kind of what matters because we want to try to fix them. So now we know if we're feeling pain in our pelvis area on the back of the body, either on the left or the right side where all those bones are, we're probably dealing with SI joint dysfunction. If we're feeling pain in sort of the fleshy part of the low back, we're probably dealing with QL dysfunction. Now that we know that, let's talk about the root cause of these. The root cause of both of these is very similar. Very similar with some slight differences. Uh, so we kind of know, um, you know, maybe what to fix specifically for each of these, but really the solution for each of these is going to be kind of similar. So the root cause at the whole is going to be instability. Instability at the pelvis instability at the lumbar spine, uh, any instability at this area is going to cause joints to move when they shouldn't, muscles to contract when they shouldn't, and to, muscles to compensate for muscles that aren't quite doing their job. Usually instability is simply caused by some sort of weakness, some sort of underactivity at joints or at muscles rather that should be doing a lot of work and for one reason or the other are doing no work. A good example of a muscle that oftentimes in people is underactive is the glute medius. The glute medius is a lateral glute muscle, so the outside of the hip, uh, and it helps take your leg and bring it out to the side. That's called abduction. So if you're standing up and you take your leg and just bring it up into the air to the side of you, let's say to the left side, to the right side of you, whether it's your left leg or right leg, that is one of the actions of the glute medius. However, what we often see is if people lack in abduction, right, that bringing leg, the leg out movement, um, they'll compensate for it by doing hip hiking. So that other movement I had you do earlier where you're just taking that hip and just hiking it up into the air. So as a result, if we have glute medius weakness, we're going to have QL compensation, quadratus lumborum compensation that is now taking up for the movement that's not happening at the hip, and now it has to happen at the lower back. That's how we get the QL pain. But what can happen too is if these glute medius muscles or some other glute muscles in there as well, glute max might be involved, some weak glute max muscles, possibly some of the abdominal muscles, right? Your abdominal wall muscles might be a little underactive, so just like your abs, right? Um, Those might be a little weak. Those might cause some instability at the pelvis. If you have instability at the glute medius, some of the other glute muscles, the core, um, okay, well, now you might have joints that are moving that shouldn't be moving, right? Uh, you can kind of think of this as, let's say you have like a toy car uh, that has a whole bunch of screws that, you know, screw in the axles nice and tight. Uh, let's take all those screws and just unloosen the screws, and then we'll just roll the car, you know, on a concrete road, and you'll see all the screws get looser and looser and move around a lot more. This is kind of the same thing that's happening at your pelvis when you're walking or running and you don't have enough stability at these muscles. You just have a lot of looseness and things moving around. They shouldn't. And like I said, 
even just millimeters of movement at that SI joint can cause a lot of pain. But can QL dysfunction and SI joint dysfunction be caused by different things? Because we said they're caused by probably instability, but they're also probably partly caused um, by specific muscular weaknesses. Like, are there certain muscular weaknesses that are going to cause more QL pain versus SI joint pain? And that is probably true. Um, This is kind of a guess, but it's probably mostly right. And I think that SI joint pain is going to come from total pelvis instability versus just pelvis instability at that glute medius, right? That, that muscle that brings that leg out. It's compensating for the hip hiking that the glute medius isn't doing, right? The abduction that the glute medius isn't doing and has the hip hike to do it instead. Um, I think the SI joint pain is going to cause, cause, uh, be caused by less local things. Um, so less of just the glute medius and more of everything. Like the abs aren't strong. You have glutes that aren't strong. Okay, now you have uh, instability there, where QL dysfunction is probably more local to the glute medius weakness. The other thing with SI joint pain is I also think that it's more caused by mobility imbalances than it's caused by instability. I think they're both inter- they they're both uh, interacting here. However, I think that with SI joint pain, you're going to see mobility imbalances pop up as a root cause of SI joint pain more so than just instability or just glute medius weakness. So what does this mean if you have SI joint dysfunction, uh, SI joint pain, and you want to fix it? So if you have total pelvis instability and it's causing SI joint pain, okay, you need to get your core and your glute stronger. You need to really solidify the base of that pelvis. The other thing you need to do is you need to determine which muscles are too tight or too loose that are causing this instability or causing this uh, mobility imbalance that is knocking this joint out of place. So a couple uh, muscles to check would be your hamstrings, your hip flexors uh, on both sides, the left and the right side, and see which one, like see which hamstring is tighter. Like lay down on the ground, grab a band, pull your leg back nice and straight. Do it with your left side, do it with your right side, see which one goes further. If you notice the right side goes further than the left side and you're having pain on the left side of your hip, hey, guess what? You're probably having some imbalances, uh, mobility imbalances that are leading to this SI joint pain that can be fixed by stretching your left hamstring. The same thing is going to be true at your hip flexors. If you stretch out your left and right hip flexors and you notice, hey, the left one's tighter than the right one, and I'm having pain on my left side of my lower back, okay, stretch out the left hip flexor, fix the mobility imbalance, you're probably going to feel like you have some lower back pain relief as a result. And then on top of that, again, layer in the core training and the glute training to really solidify that base. When it comes to QL dysfunction, this is going to be a lot more local to the glute medius. So again, if you had low back pain in the meaty part of your lower back instead of your you know, the bony part of the lower back, what we can do is strengthen the glute medius by doing band side steps, um, by doing some abduction exercises. You know that machine where you sit on it and you and you have your knees pressed up against the pad and you drive your legs out? It's like, a, what is it? Something Summers, Suzanne Summers, like booty blaster or whatever it was from back in the 80s. Whatever that machine is like, um, you know, a lot of times guys won't go on it because they think it's a, a female uh, dedicated machine. Do that. Right, do some knee abductions, do some hip abductions, and you'll be able to strengthen that glute medius in order to 
allow for less compensation by the QL. Um, so if we're going to try to fix lower back pain as a whole, uh, you could never really go wrong with just optimizing pelvis and hip mobility. Uh, that's pretty much like the best place to start. Just start stretching. Um, just start stretching and stretch the things that feel tighter and you'll probably get more balanced. And as a result of the, the increased mobility balances, um, you'll probably have less pain. But then you want to strengthen the whole glute and then the lateral glute. Then you want to layer in the core training on top of that if you haven't quite solved the problem. Let's try to build a circuit for SI joint pain and QL pain and really give you guys something actionable to leave here with um, because I, I feel like some of these things are a little nitty-gritty and I want to dive in too deep on the specific biomechanics of everything here. But I want to give you, we, we probably know at this point, hey, I have QL pain, I have SI joint pain, how can I fix these? I don't really care about which muscles are stiff and tight or whatever. I don't really care about the biomechanics. Give me a circuit that'll fix this. So this is something I do all the time for my clients. If they have QL pain and they have SI joint pain, I sort of give them two different pathways to go down. And here are the pathways. If you have SI joint pain, I'm going to give you a simple four-exercise circuit to fix it. The circuit is do 15 glute bridges. So just on your back, drive your hips up in the air, simple glute bridge, really squeeze your glutes at the top, go 15 of those. And then what you're going to do is a dead bug. I'm sure you've seen a dead bug before where you lie on your back, you have your legs and arms up in the air, and then you reach your opposite arm, opposite leg down to the ground. Do 10 of those on each side. Make sure that core is really working hard. Then you're going to stand up and you're going to do band side steps down and back. Just make sure you're really feeling the outside of your glute work, not the front of your hip. Um, there's some ways to improve that by properly tilting your pelvis, but Maybe I can save that for another episode. So again, 10 down, 10 back of those. And then you're going to do a split kneeling hip flexor and hamstring stretch. Uh, what you're going to do for this one, it's really simple. You're just going to get down on one knee. You're going to squeeze your backside glute. So let's say your right knee is on the ground. You're going to squeeze your right glute and push your hip forward. You're going to feel a hip flexor stretch. And then you're going to straighten your front knee, drop your chest to the ground, and then stretch out your hamstring you're just going to alternate between those two, stretch out the hip flexor and then stretch out the hamstring. Those four exercises, the glute bridge, the dead bug, the band side steps, and then the split kneeling hip flexor to hamstring stretch are probably going to make you go from like a 7 out of 10 pain to a 2 out of 10 pain. Um, I actually had this happen yesterday. She was at my client who has SI joint pain, went from a 6 out of 10 pain to a 1 out of 10 pain by just doing the circuit. So if you do that, three or four times, you're probably going to feel a lot better. But do that every day, twice a day, until the pain really starts to alleviate. And then start to layer in more and more complex, challenging exercises to engage the core and the glutes and to improve your mobility at the pelvis and the hip. That's going to probably solve your SI joint pain. Uh, you know, Give it two, three months of really working on pelvic, hip, low back, and... Uh, yeah, pelvic hip and low back stability and mobility, you'll probably be in a good spot. When it comes to QL pain, the prescription is a lot more simple. When it comes to QL pain, you really just want to strengthen your glute medius. So again, that seated uh, hip abduction exercise at the local gym is really going to help load that thing up heavy, make sure your pelvis is tilted and neutral, and just drive those knees apart. Do band side steps, just like I said. 
for the secret iliac joint. But there's also some cool exercise you can do, like a uh, you know, like a clamshell. Right? You lie on your side with a band above your knee, and you drive your knees apart. You should really feel the lateral glutes working there. Uh, side planks will really help because if you get those obliques really strong, they'll also help uh, alleviate the compensations that the QL is doing to do that hip hiking because the uh, obliques also kind of help with that movement as well. Um, so yeah, really try to work the lateral side of the uh, abdomen, right? So those obliques, and then also try to work that glute medius and the lateral glutes, and you should be in a good spot. If you guys need any help specifically with lower back pain, it's something I help people with all the time. I do it all day. So if you want to shoot me a message here on Colin, or you can go to my Instagram at John Williams XYZ and shoot me a message, please do that. I would be happy to help. I'm not going to charge you for it or anything like that. Um, and we can get you out of pain. Lower back pain is something that makes you feel really old, but at the same time, it's something that's super fixable. So I know it can be done. Don't feel hopeless if your physical therapist and doctor and all these people haven't given you the right answer for your low back pain. You thought there was something here that would help you. Um, I'm ho- I hope that it does because I know exactly how bad uh, lower back pain can be and how debilitating it can be. If you feel like your lower back pain was something else that I did not describe in this episode, also shoot me a message because maybe it is something uh, I did describe in this episode and maybe you missed it or uh, it is something else that might be more severe or just different, and I can help you with that as well. Um, but that is it for the episode on lower back pain. Trust me, there's plenty of ways to fix this. You are not alone, nor uh, is your pain unique in any sort of way, and it's definitely something that can be fixed. I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you in the next one.